Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of the BMW Life. That's boss life, mom life, wife life. And I am your host, Serena Moore Thomas, destroyer of comfort zones, speaker, author, entrepreneur, homeschooling mama. Yeah, doing a little bit of this and a little bit of that. But guess what? I want to show you how to find your rhythm, how to discover your God-given purpose, and how to do this thing called life with less grind, girl, and more grace. I promise you, you are in for a treat. Grab your notebook, something to write with, and let's get into it. So today we have another super special episode for you um, on the BMW Life podcast, and it is a conversation with uh, Coach A.M. Williams and Coach A.M. or Coach Andre. I call him a bunch of different things, but he is a transformation professional who specializes in helping entrepreneurs get the clarity that they need to turn their internal success into personal achievement. Okay, he is the owner of A.M. Williams Coaching Company, LLC, and has personally coached and trained numerous executives, lawyers, doctors, recording artists, and other coaches and consultants over the past 10 years. All of this, get this, from a bed-bound state. Okay, he was diagnosed with incomplete paraplegia, which you'll hear about um, during our interview, which is its extreme weakness in the legs. So Coach AM has discovered the gift of challenges and has mastered the art of transforming adversity into one's greatest advantage. Um, He is my personal coach. He is an amazing father, husband, man. Um, He's just awesome. He also is a best-selling author um, of the book, Resilience, Turning Setbacks into Comebacks. And he has a radio show called Yes, go. Um, And I'm just really excited to share him with you guys uh, here on the podcast today. And I am sure that you're going to find a ton of information that will help you as you move forward with um, all the things that God has given you to do. Okay, so you're going to be able to reach out to Coach Andre um, at your convenience whenever you're ready, but you can find him on CoachAMWilliams.com. And I'll make sure that all of his contact and social media handles are in the show notes. So get ready. This is going to be another good one. Enjoy. Listen, we are here for another podcast episode and I'm always excited y'all. But today I am extra excited because you get an opportunity to listen in on my conversation with Coach A.M. Williams and just buckle your seatbelt. I mean, I don't know what else to tell you. Just buckle your seatbelt. And the first thing I want to say is Coach A.M., it's good to have you here. Oh, it's great (laughs) to be here. It's great to be here. Good stuff. So we are going to cram 
some stuff into this podcast episode. So, I mean, I've already told everybody to get the pens, papers. You're going to have to listen to this a couple times probably. Um, but we're, we're going to dive, um, dive deep into a couple important areas, right? So I want to start, though, by having you kind of introduce yourself. I know who you are, but we want everybody else to know a little bit about you, about your story. I think it's so important to everything that's going to be um, shared today. So could you just tell our audience uh, about, about you, about your story, what it is that you do? And um, yeah, that's what we'll, we'll start there. Well, um, I'll, I'll do my best to create a short version of a <laughs> very long story um, in 2000. Um, let, me just, let me just put it this way. I commonly say that the common thread between our personal and professional goals are literally the steps that it takes for us to achieve the success that we desire. The question becomes when obstacles become limitations, how do we make it to the top when we can't take the stairs? In 2000, I encountered um, a, a scenario where the, I went in thinking that I had pulled the muscle um, in my groin and the doctors told me sir, you have cysts on your spine and we don't know whether or not they're cancerous or not. Uh, this could be very deadly and we need to operate on you now. Um, and so within just those moments, my life began to, not only was it disrupted, it began to change significantly. Little did I know that this doctor's appointment would turn into a group of orientations that I never knew existed. Um, I went on and not had only one surgery, but two surgeries that um, basically left me with a condition of incomplete paraplegia. And that just basically means significant weakness um, in your legs. So you just have real difficulty standing, um, but it does not mean that you will not walk again. The other part of it though, uh, which was the real, um, culprit behind it was in the process of having the operation. I contracted a deadly staph infection that rested in my body for several years undetected. Uh, a few years later, it actually rose to the surface um, and caused my body to explode in four different places. Uh, with the size of softballs in me, I was rushed to the hospital and I've been in every kind of critical care unit you can think of from CCU to ICU, all kinds of acute care facilities. I spent close to seven to 10 years um, going in and out of hospitals uh, to take care of this infection um, and to get it under some kind of control. And I did manage to do that. And when I was able to come home, yet did another 10 year stint in a bed bound state. Um, I share all of that with you to say, it's not so much about what I went through, but what did I learn in the process of being able to do that? And that's what I hope to be able to share with you guys today, the gift in adversity, the treasure in trials, 
the ability to transform what we consider our adversity into our greatest advantage. Um, and that's what I've been able to do. I've been able to create a, uh, I apologize for that. I have been able to uh, uh, accomplish some amazing things, achieve some uh, tremendous, tremendous success uh, from the, in, in not having overcome those states, but having gone through those states and despite those conditions, uh, achieve at a very high level with that adversity. And so um, I, I put it all in, in, a, in a book that's being released later this year, uh, ironically entitled, How to Make It to the Top When You Can't Take the Stairs. So I will not spend a lot of time in that today. My goal is just to share with uh, the audience who may find themselves struggling to make it to their next level, just a few things, few insights that could help them uh, not only make it or take next steps, but make quantum shifts from one level into their next dimension and achieve um, at a very high clip or a very high level. That is, first of all, amazing. So I hope you guys were listening. You went from being perfectly healthy, upright, standing, walking, running, doing, going to work, doing whatever it is that you did, to being in a bed-bound state almost overnight. Yes. So, and so, and, and your response has been what? <laughs> like how, how how does someone like I'm just trying to imagine and, and this is crazy because I know coach AM and and I know how awesome he is which is why he's here and we're going to get into that but I'm just trying to imagine you know just going from having you know your your this vision for your life this this all these things that you say you want to accomplish and you want to do and then something like this happens and this is not something you can say oh okay well in 3 months we'll try that again you currently um, <laughs> operate a, a a at a at a high level from a bed bound position most of the time. Yes. Yes, I, I I have created an online radio show that is now international, uh, syndicated across three hundred radio stations around the world. I have a multiple six-figure business uh, in which I show people how to create successful um, six and seven-figure income streams, um, regardless of what your condition or regardless of what the climate states. I show individuals how to transform their expertise into high-leveraged offers um, that basically work regardless of any condition or economic condition um, that you that that uh, is currently going on, uh, they do have the ability to create a successful business and create their own economy, regardless of what's taking place in the market or in the economy. So, so I, I'm letting y'all in on a little bit now. You, you you're about to see here in a second because this is my. Coach AM is my, is my personal, what I like to call my personal Professor X. Y'all know Professor X from the X-Men? 
Yeah, he is. Um, he, he is a very important component <laughs> to the to the X Men's success, right? These X Men's are half human, half mutant, or something like that, right? There are these extraordinary beings, and here it is. Professor X is not. Um, he's not t showing them what to do with the power that they have. Instead, he's kind of guiding them and exposing them and creating awareness around what they already have inside of them, right? He doesn't give them the power, but he helps them um, to, to discover how to utilize what they have. And I can say from personal experience, with Coach AM, that's exactly uh, what he's been able to do in my life personally. Do you understand? Um, and and so he he has several programs, and I, I've gone through uh, a lot of them. Um, address your BS, being one of them. Understanding how to address my 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 blind spots, my belief systems, and 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 all of those things. And so I want to get more into why this type of work is important. Um, you have some very, very um, powerful insights into just the, the, the whole psychology, like how, how much we, we limit ourselves. Like you actually have physical limitations that nobody can, can deny, right? You actually have the physical limitation and yet you're living a life without limits. That's incredible. And it proves that the limit is not even in our physical being. It starts up here with what we're thinking and, that, and the psychology. So you clearly had to master your psychology in order to, 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 to combat some of the things that you, that you face, uh, I'm sure, still now. So yeah, talk the, to us about the importance of doing that. The, the key... Um, the key to any person's success begins with their psychology. I, it really doesn't matter where you currently are in business now, whether you are um, trying to start a business, whether you're trying to push that business beyond the six-figure mark, or whether you're trying to scale that business to seven, eight, nine figures. Um, you have to have the psychology, the right psychology to take that business from where it is to where you desire for it to go. And um, the reason why that's extremely important is because a lot of people struggle with this dynamic of saying, oh, I believe I can do it. I believe I can do it. Um, and they don't really understand what they're doing and they somewhat trip across a certain level of success. Maybe they stumbled into a six-figure business or stumbled into a seven-figure business and they don't really know what they did to get there. Consequently, what ends up happening is because they don't have the right psychology, their business rides a roller coaster where they have just as many lows as they did highs and um, they never find themselves being able to sustain much less scale to next levels because they don't know how to sustain the ones they're in currently so psychology plays a huge role in 
whatever it is that you want to do. So, and, and before we even get to the people with, with six and seven figure businesses, um, and, and this is something that I've come to, to learn and understand more and more every day, it's the everyday mastering your psychology <laughs> that we're, 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 where we have to start. You, you understand what I mean? Like you, um, we, we talk, we, and we've talked about this on the podcast before about, um, about things like learned helplessness. Right. And I use the story of the man at the pool of Bethesda sitting there for what, 38, 39 years, whatever it was, 38 years. And he, he comes across Jesus and then Jesus says, you know, do you want to be made whole? And he says, I have no one to put me in the pool. And, and so his first thing is an excuse. Like he's standing before the healer, asked that yes or no question. And he's met with <laughs> uh, why he can't do it. And so you, we get this, but before you get to the high level business, for, for those that are like, I have this thing in me that I know I need to be doing um, and I need to get started and I haven't exactly started yet, but I know that I need to. And the only thing that I can say is I don't have the money. I, I don't have the time. I don't have the, 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 the help. I don't, we start to submit our excuses. And so how do we at, at the lower level start to master our psychology? Let's just talk about that. So you hear this all the time, right? I don't have the money. Like right. I know I need to invest, but I, I don't have the money to do it. Coach. Well, the, the thing, the thing of it is, is that what people fail to understand because they constantly position money as though money is the problem and money's never the problem. It's never the problem. Oftentimes what people have not come to understand money's not the problem. They just need to make a decision. They have to make a decision. You have to get clear on what it is that you want. What is it that you want for life? Because if you don't have a, a clear picture of what you want in life, when obstacles show up, when adversity strikes, you won't, you won't keep moving. You won't do the things that it takes to get to the other side of it and change it. You won't do those things because you don't have a clear picture on what it is that you want. And so consequently, when somebody shares something and you say, well, do you know what you want? People often fantasize about what they want, but they haven't created a clear picture about what it is they want. And I'd really kind of like to pitch my tent there for just a minute if we can. Yeah. Yeah, because having a clear picture of what you want is not simply seeing a portrait with the house and the cars and the grass and the kids. That's not what I mean when I have when I say having a clear picture of what you want. When I say having a clear picture of what you want, I'm talking about it from a standpoint of how prepared are you? What do you understand? Do you understand what is going to be required of you to make that thing happen in your life? So I know what it is like, this is my desire, but now let me take inventory. Do I have what I need 
to prepare myself to get this thing in my life? Do I have an environment that supports me doing this thing in my life? Do I have the intellect? Have I studied enough? Do I have the habits of continued study, of continued learning, of continued growth? Do I have these assets attached to my desire? Do I know what I want and am I prepared with what I do have to accomplish that? Because if when you take inventory of those things and you have that kind of awareness, what ends up happening is when you make a decision to get it and how, how many of us like i mean what what does the scripture tell us what man builds a house without first counting the cost mm -hmm. so it's not so much about oh i want this i want that okay have you assessed what is going to be needed to put those things in place and notice how nothing i said involved a dollar figure. None of those things I said, how prepared am I to do this? Am I, am, am I prepared to do this particular thing? Do I have the environment that will support it? Do, are there gonna be things I'm gonna need to brush up on? Are there gonna be things, I'm, are there, am I gonna have to apply myself differently to make sure this thing comes to pass? I'm taking, as, I'm taking inventory of the assets needed to make this thing happen. So when I do that and I make the decision, something magical happens. When you make a decision to do a thing, then as you move forward in doing it, what you need in order to take advantage of that opportunity reveals itself to you. Yeah, okay, so I love it. I love it. So now you have people, let's, let's a little bit deeper into the decision and what that really looks like. Because you have people, and I've done it, did it for years. I, I'm deciding today, this is it. I made the decision, coach, and I called you, I told you, this is, this is what I'm gonna do. I, I have decided in my mind <laughs> that this is it. Now that's all I have to do. No, I mean, you in making a decision to do that, you have to, like I said, you gotta have the preparation. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You got to have that preparation in place. Like, I understand that this is what is going to happen. And mm -hmm. I, I'm not just talking about, okay, uh, uh, mindset check, this check, that check, because there are some things you don't even know that's going to be required. But what I am saying is that you got to ask yourself, do I want this thing bad enough to trade my life as I currently know it? Do I want it bad enough to trade my life as it is currently for it? Am I willing to give up the me I am for the me I desire to be? Hmm. Do I want that thing that much? And why is that so important? Because your desire is the driver. Yeah. If you don't have a driver for the vision you have, you, you, what, what do you do when it doesn't look favorable? 
What do you do when you don't have the money? What do you do when circumstances and conditions tell you that's not possible? What do you do when people say, what makes you think you can do that? What makes you, what, 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 what do you do when 10, when, 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 when a hundred people tell you no? What, what happens? What happens when you, when you feel sick, challenged in your body? This is what I'm saying when I'm talking about making a decision. What I'm really saying about making a decision is you got to identify a driver. Hmm. Yeah. What's your yeah. driver? What's going to be the thing that pushes you past the BS, the blind spots, the backstories, the busyness of schedule? the belief systems that you currently have, what's going to take you beyond that stuff? The naysayers. What's going to take you beyond it if you don't have a driver? Yeah. Am, am, I, am, I, on your, am I on the path oh, on the oh my God. that you want yeah. us to be on? Okay. Uh, definitely, definitely. And I, cause it all, it all speaks to mastering your psychology. And I, and I know for me, the one thing that I struggle with, and I mean, this is after having already done, you know, and achieved quite a bit, but there was an area that I just, uh, I, I would say it and I, and I, and I, and I, I, I believed I believed it. <laughs> right. But it was, it was that, that understanding that, um, everything that I need already exists in my life, right? Like I, I, it's already done and, and, and mastering like the, the fact that it's already done. We already won. Like I, I, I was, I had become, and coach, you know, this, I had become a manager of circumstances and could not figure out how to get higher, <laughs> how to go above it. You understand what I'm saying? I, yes. I know what I know. I know the scripture. I do believe I have made decisions. I know it's in me. I, I know a lot of things, but there is, there is this space that I can't, I couldn't seem to like break through. And I found myself trying to do what was already done. I, I did not believe that everything already existed and God was not creating anything new. I was, I was, just managing circumstances. And I think uh, many people, even some of you listening, are living like that year to year, a manager of circumstance. Something comes up and that's, you just manage that and you take care of that and you can't figure out how to get out of that, that cycle. And, the, and what you're saying is extremely important because here's the challenge. Why would you want to manage a circumstance when you can create a new one? Why do I okay. need to manage where I am when I can create the kind of world I want to live in? Why manage condition? Why manage? Why manage that? Well, what, why? What people fail to realize is that circumstances only reveal you to yourself. Your circumstances are telling you how you see yourself currently. 
I, I didn't lose anybody. I hope I did. You didn't. gotta, you come on, coach. Now you gotta because come. <laughs> what 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 people fail to realize is that circumstances reveal mankind to themselves. So why would you manage the circumstance? We, we probably don't even have time to dig into the, the intricacies of that today. I will simply say, you want to keep learning more about that, you're going to have to keep plugging into um, <laughs> uh, Coach Serena and maybe, you know, she'll invite me to come back again sometime. But the other part of it is that desire comes from an old uh, Latin term, um, which basically translates into of the father. Now, this is significant because we hear in the scripture how we say, you know, delight yourself in the Lord and um, he'll give you the desires. I'm paraphrasing uh, how he gives us the desires of our heart, right? This is what people don't understand. Whatever God orders, he pays for. Say it. When we experience a desire, what what we're experiencing is the God in us telling us how he wants to express himself in the earth through us. And would God be so casual as to say, oh, I'd like to do this without putting everything that it takes to do that thing already in place. Yeah, man. So when we have a desire, it's something to get excited about because we know that it's the God in us seeking fuller expression. It's how he wants to express himself in the earth as us. As us. So we don't have to wonder how we're going to do it. We have to come from a place called done. Done. Because who, who's driving the desire? Yeah. So stay right there, though. How, how do you know the difference? So how do you know when it is a God-given desire that, that you, you, know, you really feel like God is driving um, that, that desire or it's just something you, I don't know, you, 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 you came up with or, you, you know, you saw something and it's like, oh, now, you know, that, that's, that's what I desire. You know, how do you know the difference? I can tell you this, you'll know it's the difference because it will scare the crap out of you, <laughs> but you can't stay away from it. Goodness. It will scare the crap out of you, but you can't stay away from it. <laughs> there will be nothing in your life currently that says or support it. It, I mean, it will be so extreme, like, oh, my God. And you'll be looking around and say, yes, I, will, I want to do that, but I don't have a clue how that's going to happen. I don't know how in the world that, and that's different from fantasizing because many of us love to fantasize. 
but mm -hmm. if, if we don't get it, it, it will still be okay. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah. Oh man, I'd love to have a Ferrari, but if I don't get it, I can still be happy. Mm -hmm. When it's him, it keeps you up at night. Man. When it's him, it wakes you up in the morning. When it's him, you can't get sick enough to not come after it. When it's him, it don't matter that you don't have the credentials already. When it's him, it doesn't matter that you don't have the education already. When it's him, it doesn't matter that they say you don't qualify. When it's him, it just keeps driving you. Now do you understand what I mean when I said it drives you? Oh, yeah. But oh, yeah. who's driving the desire is God himself because it's of him. And it's not like what we come up with that we mm -hmm. say, oh, boy, I'd love to have it, but I can live without it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, when it's him, it, 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 no, there's just no way I can't, I, I can't, I, I, I can't, I can't do, I like, man, this thing, I, this is all I think about. It consumes me. Coach, what's so crazy is like, I literally just did a, a podcast episode um, and I was talking about, I was talking about um, uh, Rick and I cleaning out the shed, right? We cleaned out the shed recently. We ordered a dumpster because we, you know, we making room for what's next, right? We, we moving by faith. <laughs> so we're in the dumpster, we're clearing out space and all this stuff. We're going through the shed. And as we're going through the shed, um, I have boxes and papers and all these different things. And Rick is calling me a hoarder and I'm telling him I'm a historian and there is a difference. And I, you know, all this stuff is going to be important to the documentary that they're going <laughs> to, they're going to do about my life. And as I'm going through boxes of things, right, I'm seeing old cards, like cards from different businesses, things that I started, things that I tried, old proposals that I had written. I mean, all kinds of things. I mean, I, I had a business card from J. Monet Collectibles, Coach, which was a little business wholesaling thing that I did when the twins were two. So I was about 19. I had another card from Ameriplan when I was in a multi-level marketing thing, right? And I did that for a little while. I had another business card where I was going to do PowerPoint presentations. I learned how to do it and I was going to do it for companies at a cost, right? I had another card. I mean, I just saw all the businesses <laughs> that I'd ever either tried, attempted, done, whatever. Um, but as I was looking at each one of the cards, I was recalling the girl from that card, you know, the girl that started this thing. And, and, and here was the consistent message. There is more. It wasn't that I didn't have a job. Like when I was doing J Monet uh, collectibles or whatever, the little, you take the catalog to work and somebody orders from you and you pay a low price and charge them a higher price and keep the, you know, the difference. It was a real simple little business, SMC. It, it was the infomercial, if yes. you remember that. But the, the thing was, it, as I looked at the card, I remember I was working at an investment firm. You know, I was a single mom. I had my apartment. I was with the twins. And I, but I knew that there was more. I knew that my job was not it, right? Now, I could go even further back to as early as I can remember in kindergarten, 
being the one in the school play to remember everybody's lines in case somebody forgot. And I didn't want them to be embarrassed. So I would whisper their lines to them. Do you understand what I'm saying? I, there's I a, totally there's get this it. pattern. There's this. And so as I'm pulling the things out of this, as I'm pulling the things out of this box, I'm, I'm, I'm connected to this overall message, this desire. You understand what I'm like? There's more that God wants to do through my life. This nine to five is not it for me. Maybe it for somebody, but it's not it for me. There's, there's more to do. And it wasn't, I just saw something and I wanted to become this thing. It would not, it won't, it still won't go to sleep. <laughs> right? Well, you know, because, here's what's significant about what you just shared though. Even in the scripture, the word talks about filling your barns, right? But cleaning out old harvest. Hmm. Now, if you can't let go of the old harvest, you can't fully receive the harvest do to you in this season. That's it. So holding on to old harvest is like, hey, you learned a ton going from K through 12. But would you keep every grade book that you learned? Every nope. course? No, because what's what's most important? What's most important is what you have. To, that's the thing you hold on to. That's mm -hmm. the thing. And the drive, the drive, yes, it started as small as then, but it has now matured to where it is now. And where it is now, your ability to say, okay, this was everything I've done to this point, but I'm going to clean out the old harvest yeah. so that my barn can be filled with new harvest. Yeah. Is, is, yeah. is, is super important because, and as much as you've accomplished and you're a very accomplished person, there is still more. Oh yeah. There's still, there's still more. And I think what's extremely relevant at this point about that is when I talk about supportive environments, mm -hmm. you have got to have people consistently surrounding you, telling you, that what's in you is inevitable. Yeah. That's that's yeah. that's yeah. a big piece of steak to, to chew with nothing to drink. So I'm gonna try <laughs> to break it down again. There there's a, a friend of mine, Glenn Mashow. He was uh on played on 24, and he says there's four realm, four rooms of consciousness. There's impossibility, which means every time you say it, no matter what you say, who you tell it to, nope. Well, I was thinking, I, nope. Well, what if I did, nope. Well, what if we bought that, nope. Well, what if we bought this plane, that, nope. Well, what if we tried to turn this program into, said, nope. Well, what if we could actually go by this, said, nope. The realm of impossibility. Then there is the room of possibility. These people are not individuals that are just negative. 
These are individuals that are basically saying, okay, I'm listening. Yeah, it's possible. I'm listening. I'll hear what you're saying. Now, most people will say, oh, yeah, those are the kind of people I want to hang around. Well, you know, we still got two other rooms, so just hang with me for another moment. The realm of possibility just means you're in the room of people just saying, okay, I'm listening. The next room are the people who move from possibility to probability. So these are people that say, well, if you do this and that, it's highly probable that you'll get this return. And so they're constantly doing everything that almost makes success predictable. If you just do this, this, and this, it's bound to happen. You following with me, champ? This is this oh, is just yeah. oh, this yeah. is just this is this is the room of probability. And I won't get off in the statistical means, though I could go there. When you're dealing with this group of people, they want to to do whatever creates the greatest probability of occurrence. They're not negative. Mm. They're not saying I'm listening. They're saying let's do, if you do this, this, and this, it's, you could almost predict that this is going to be the outcome, that that's going to occur. And so these people say it's very probable that this mm -hmm. would happen. That's a room of consciousness. But there's still a higher room. And the room I'm talking about is the room of inevitability. This is the room that doesn't know wish, hope, or think. This is the room where you understand that it would happen. This is the realm where you understand it will happen. I, is it still too much to chew, Coach? No, this is this is this is good. This is good. You you you're no longer hanging out with people that saying if you do this this or that, it's a ninety five percent probability yeah. that it will happen. This are yeah. these are people that approach a situation knowing that they're there to possess it. They understand the success is theirs to possess. Yeah, yeah. These people don't pursue anything. They don't come to pursue. They come to have. That's it. <laughs> I could drop the mic right there. <laughs> yeah. There are some people that pursue a career. They pursue success. And then there are some people that have. Yeah. The question is, which room or people are you surrounding yourself with? Because it has a lot to do with how well or how, how much you're willing to trade your life for this thing. If you're hanging around people that think that it's just possible, well, guess what? Now you're hanging around people that basically say, well, if I had the money, I'd do it. Mm -hmm. And then when you they hang around the people who says that it's probable, they'll say, well, you know, if you 
if you do this and that, well, it, it may, it's not going to guarantee it, but like if you did such and such or you, you did that, you know, there's a high chance that you could do it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then you dealing with the inevitable. Those who say, no, I'm, I came to have this. That's the <laughs> only reason why I showed up. That's it. I, I didn't come to this podcast today hoping and wishing and wanting it to go well. I came to it understanding that it would. See that? See that difference? Y'all see that difference? You show up different. <laughs> I love it. So when you make a decision, you're not making a decision wanting, wishing, or hoping. You make a decision understanding that it will. And herein lies the place called done. Exactly. <laughs> but that's all psychology. That that's this is all psychology. You don't what do you want? What is it that you want? What do you want? And is it the, the, the thing that you desire? Have you done the the preparation? Have you yeah. took inventory of yeah. this thing? And your decision making, have you have you took inventory of your assets? Do have you surrounded yourself with the room of inevitability? Yeah. Or are yeah. you surrounding yourself with a room of anything? I mean, honestly, when you look at inevitably and probability, do you see how much room there is? Yeah. And most people are just trying to do it on the realm of possibility. Mm-hmm. I, I tell you, if we didn't talk about anything else, that one tip alone would make people will, will factor if factoring that into their decision making will move them more today than they have in the last six months. Yeah. yeah. Maybe they can't make the decision because they have they don't have they don't have the inventory. The assets, the environment, they haven't, they have not, they don't have the things that help them make the decision. Mm -hmm. I'm willing to trade my life for this thing. Mm -hmm. They don't understand that it will. They're too busy hoping, wishing, and wanting. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you, you show up totally different. You, you show up totally different in, in that, in that room of in, inevitability. Um, because that it's, it's kind of like, there's not multiple ways that this works out. This works out <laughs> and, and you connect that to, to, to your, to your faith in God. Like there's, there's, there's only one way this happens. It happens his way and his way is perfect. And, and and I know what he thinks about me, toward me. I know, you know what I mean? Like you you start connecting all of that and you can come out of that place of, well, it's possible. That's possible. <laughs> no, this is how it goes. This is it. 
this is this is how this happens coach you, you got to tell us um because i know this is an important part of this whole thing um regiment and and what you're doing on a daily basis right to to master your psychology to master that that mindset to wake up um uh, or to get up you know and 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 move throughout the day with a certain level of um uh certainty right regimen is important can you tell the can you can you tell those that are listening kind of what you do um each day like what what are you doing in the morning like preparing yourself um because you're you know you're you're managing quite a big business over there yourself so what are you doing to manage and um to, to master your mindset daily well the the first thing is that i have to understand who i am and um being unapologetically christian I know that being a child of God, I've been called to this earth as a kingdom ambassador. Mm -hmm. I understand that there is only one of me. So there mm -hmm. is no need to get my blueprint because he will never make another like me. Therefore, I am unique. Therefore, I am, I am an event on this earth. I <laughs> am the only one of me of one of this kind. I am the only. And so therefore I understand that God has something he wants to do through my life that cannot be done in anyone else's because he created me specifically to do this thing. Because I have that type of uniqueness, when I pray, I go and I understand my relationship with him is one that there is no separation between us. So therefore, because there is no separation between us, I have access to all he has. And so I don't, I don't go to him and ask him to make my day successful. I go into it understanding that it will. And so therefore, I command my morning. I <laughs> command my day. I take control over my day first thing in the morning. Because as I do that, I ensure that it will. Okay. Secondly, you know, I you have to you 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 have to have your schedules. You got to have things in place. You got to prepare. You got to have a, a a layout of what your day is supposed to be like. You can't just get mm -hmm. up and let life happen to you. You got to have a plan. You got to. Mm -hmm. That's the most strategic thing you can do. You got to have a plan. Mm -hmm. You also have to have people around you that can be able to take the busy work away from you. You gotta separate, you gotta remove the heavy lifting mm -hmm. off of you. Now, some people are saying, you know what? I don't have a team, I don't have a staff, I don't have a team, but you know what? You do have a brain and you have the ability to strategize and mm -hmm. your ability to articulate your vision in many cases will cause people to come alongside of you even when you can't pay them. For sure, that's I'm a witness theory. all day. That's, that's, that's not real. But, you're built, but your your clarity and what you want will attract people to you. That's right. So you do that and you can begin to delegate and take some of that heavy lifting off you and surround yourself with people who can help you accomplish things that you can't do on your own. Next of all, and this is the most important thing, you have got to have a mentor. You have mm -hmm. got to have a mentor. You have got to have somebody that you have access to, to run your ideas by, 
somebody who you can say, look, this is my plan. Because when you're starting and doing what you're doing, you don't, your mental magnet is not strong enough to achieve this and accomplish this. So you need somebody in your life who has the ability to say, it doesn't matter that you don't believe it. Just believe I believe it. Attach your faith to minds and let's go mm -hmm. forward and get this thing done. So mm -hmm. you cannot do this thing by yourself. You're going to have to surround yourself with people and with an environment that can help you remove the heavy lifting and have a mentor, someone who can help guide you, somebody who can help you strengthen your mental magnet and collapse the curve. Collapse the curve because many people spend time doing things that they never had to do had they had a mentor into their life. So constantly make sure that you're doing what you need to by investing into yourself. Do what you need to do as far as um, uh, growing yourself through reading materials, study materials, uh, be strategic about planning your day, command your morning, you know, Look, if you're going to be successful, it's because you chose to be. It's a choice. Yeah. It's a yeah. choice. And I, I don't know if I'm completely answering your question. Oh, I can, no, no, no. This I is I can perfect. elaborate on it in a lot of different ways. But what I am saying is that it's super important that you command your day. I, I, I think in a very simple statement, that's the biggest. You have to yeah. command your day. Yeah. And, and I, I think people overlook how important that is I mean you, you they know you know you guys know from listening to me I'm a I'm a I'm a 5 a.m. or I'm a 5 5 30 um, I feel like I wake up and I have the Lord all to myself as if he has nothing else to do it's just me and him <laughs> and that's that's just my that's my thing but I, I start with declarations I'm declaring who I am because I recognize that all day long there are going to be forces outside of me trying to tell me who I am. And so I make sure that I'm the first to tell me <laughs> who I am, right? Exactly. That, that, in, that in the morning is so, so important. So I rise up saying, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I am more than a conqueror. I am, you know, who God says that I am. I am equipped for the day, I, whatever. I am strong and courageous. I am bold. I am a child of a rich father. I, all, all, all things needed are now provided. I mean, I, I go through it, right? I, I declare who I am, who I belong to, and what the day will be. This is, not this will be a day of. This is a prosperous, productive day, <laughs> peace-filled day you know like I'm, I'm stating it in the in the in the now and i'm stating it as if it's done because it is done and it is so according to what i say and when you wake up like that when you when you wake up in the morning and you have that as part of your regiment you 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 approach the day differently you approach the day differently. And that has to be a part of your regiment. That has to be a part of mastering your psychology. Otherwise, you wake up. Okay, thank you, Lord, waking me up. Brush your teeth, take a shower, do whatever you do, drink the coffee. And you kind of let the day kind of tell you what it's going to be. And it will, it will. <laughs> if you let it, um, exactly. the day will drag you through it if you allow it to. And so I think 
in, in, in bringing it all together, one of the things you have to be intentional about for everyone that is listening, you, you have to be intentional about doing some things differently so that you can see things, see some different things, <laughs> right? You can't keep doing the same thing the same way and, and expecting different results. And if you find yourself getting tripped up at the same place all the time, um, then, then it, it's time to, it's time to take inventory, right? It's time to take inventory. It's time to see who are you surrounding yourself with? Who, who are you, who's mentoring you? Who are you speaking to? All of that is important. You know, what you said is super important because it was Bishop Jakes that said, we build routines around things we don't believe we can change. Mm, yeah. How about that? About we that. build routines around things we don't believe we can change. And and, and I, I don't know, I think it's like a great moment right there. Oh, yeah, Th that definitely is. And, and check this out. How about this? To bring it all the way back to even that desire, that God-given desire. When, when the desire from God is, is at work, when that, when that desire is strong and in you and God is is is, is pulling some things through you even when you don't see a thing you will wake up doing that same thing that that is that is the one key for me that has been the key for me there were times where I was trying you know I thought I was supposed to be doing this I thought I was supposed to be doing that I was a little bit confused y'all I, <laughs> I was a little confused Thank God for Coach AM. Um, but the, the one consistent thing, I never stopped getting up and spending time. I never stopped seeking. I never stopped praying. You know what I mean? I never stopped. And maybe, you know, some of my declarations was kind of weak. Lord, <laughs> this, this, this might be a good day. I'm going to say it's a good day, you know. But <laughs> as I kept going, you know, as I kept going, kept moving forward, kept putting one foot in front of the other, as I, as I, as I began to walk it out, that, that um, everything that I needed, because now I'm moving, I'm not a parked car, right? We, coach talks about that too, about being parked versus stuck, right? I wasn't parked. I was stuck. I was just trying to get going and, and get moving, but I stayed persistent and consistent. And, and that is a key, you know, that's another key, um, being yes. consistent and persistent in your efforts when you see nothing still remaining consistent. Um, that's going to be important to you achieving anything, anything at all. I don't care if it's just lose five pounds. You got to be consistent to get there. You got to be persistent to get there and you got to get be consistent to stay there. Um, so it doesn't matter what it is, that persistent, consistent effort is going to make a lot of difference. Yeah. And it says what repetition is the mother of all change. That's it. You can't That's have it. repetition in what you refuse to be consistent in. Yeah. 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 Yeah, for sure. For sure. So, I mean, we've, we've, we've touched on a lot of things, coach. Like we're probably going to have to do a two part, like, uh, you know, like I've had to do with some other folks because <laughs> we, we've only scratched the surface, but I, I think we, we've, we've given quite a bit. Um, what else, I mean, is there anything else that you, 
um, that, that you want to, uh, I don't know, say in terms of getting this all together. And I think we spent most of our time here on really mastering the psychology, you know, mastering your, your, your psychology um, and the importance of making a decision. Yeah, the, uh, the, the, biggest, the biggest piece, and I don't know, maybe we can, uh, it's completely up to you. Um, and so what I'm, what I'm thinking here is, is understanding once you make that decision, once you make that decision to do a thing, the very next step is the one that's the most critical. And that is you have to commit. You have to commit to making adjustments because there's a lot of preconceived ideas about what we believe it takes to be successful. Mm -hmm. And then when we get into it, we realize that's not it. Mm -hmm. And what people really want to be able to do is to figure it out before they take a step. Mm. Oh, if I just knew that, and that's why they tell themselves, I just need to know more. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm just not smart enough. Oh, I don't have enough money. Remember, we build routines around things we don't believe we can change. Excuses are the what? Lies we tell ourselves so it doesn't have to be our fault. So whatever we refuse to take personal responsibility in, we will create an excuse. Um, it's not... It's not that you need the money. Maybe you need to take back control over the way you see yourself, the outcomes you produce, and the income you make. Until you do those things, you're always going to be needing something outside of you. And so okay. I, 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 I really, I, I think that's super important is that we have to commit to making adjustments because you're going to do a lot of things that you thought um, we're going to be great. And they just weren't. Um, and you're going to have, you're going to make a ton of mistakes. I tell people I make mistakes like it's a spiritual gift, but <laughs> you have to be willing to do it and make the, the adjustments so that you can be able to begin again tomorrow more intelligently uh, mm -hmm. and do it more intelligently. So I, I would think that I, I think the other part, maybe it would be helpful. Uh, to do this is the dynamic of um, I want to do it, but I just, I can't get past, you know, like I, I hear what you're saying, but I, I just don't have the money. It's not that I don't want to do it, but I don't have the money. You can't move forward because what you're experiencing is a value conflict. And so I honestly, I think there's could be a lot to be said around a value conflict, but ironically, it would take a whole nother session to be able to talk about it. If we wait, you got to give us like more that. than that because wait, hold on, coach. You got to give us more <laughs> than that, sir. I mean, because that therein lies the problem. Um, th that is that is most you know we that's most people's problem. It's not about I don't believe. It's not about I don't think. Is it like it's that right there? Exactly what you said. It's a value. It's a value conflict, and the conflict is directly connected to something that you are telling yourself that you have come to accept something that you have self-identified with something that you have self-identified with that is causing you to say 
well, in, your your subconscious is okay with you fantasizing about it, but as far as making it a reality, no. Because if you did that, it would completely destroy the belief system in which you're operating from right now. So I'll, I'll give you a perfect example uh, of something like this. Uh, uh, one of the things I used to tell myself was money's hard to come by. Okay. That was the limited belief. I told myself money was hard to come by. How did that show up? When money came in my hand, I would hold it tightly. I wouldn't pay for things completely or I pay things late because you know, money's so hard to come by. I'm, I'm not, and if I release this money, then how am I gonna get it back? It was, I told myself money was hard to come by. So anything that didn't, you know, because money was hard to come by, it had to come by hard work. It had to mm. come by extreme struggle. It had to be grinding. It had to be anything. That's the only way money could come because money was hard mm -hmm. to come by. So there was no easy flow, there was no nothing. And what I realized is that I was resisting God's abundance in my life by choking supply. I was yeah. asking for it to come. And then it was one day I was asking God for something and he says, you know, I'm happy and I'm sad because uh, yes, you asked me for it. I'm going to give it to you. But why are you asking me to give you something you're not disciplined enough to receive? Uh-oh. And part of the discipline to receive is the ability to let it go. The ability to do what it takes to manifest it the willingness, the urge, the, the, you know, the driver to, okay, if I blow it, I'm, I'm, I, I blow it, but I'm committed to the correction. I'm committed to the adjustment. I'll get up and I'll just do it better tomorrow, but you better believe I'll be back and do it. Yeah. That's why I say it, it would take a whole another hour because there's so many value conflicts people well, have. Yeah. And I mean, it, there's a, there is, it's that, that mental programming, right? There's yeah. that, <laughs> there's that programming that needs to be shut down. Also known as control, alt, delete. You gotta, you gotta shut down that old program because it's not working. Um, it is, <laughs> it's just not, it's, it's, it's not it's, working. It's horrible. It's horrible. It's horrible in people because it shows up in so many different ways. And even those individuals who are saying, man, I've already done this and now I'm ready to do that. People come to me. I've already made a quarter of a million coach. I'm ready to take my business to a half a million dollar level. And the first question I ask them is, why aren't you already there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you have a desire for it. Why aren't you already there? And what it always comes back to is that even though I'm here, going there is going to require me to give up something I'm not ready to separate with. Like if I'm going to build a business from this level to that level, I got to unload. And maybe mm -hmm. I can't trust people. So I believe I got to do everything to accomplish anything. And that's what's limiting my success. Yeah. 
or I got to be the superstar in my organization and I have to make sales and I love making sales, but I love sales at the risk of not getting customers hmm. because I'm more transactional than I am long-term thinking. This, this is the kind of, I told you, yeah. we could do this another hour. <laughs> okay. But, but what are you resisting is the question. I want to do this, but I can't. Okay, so what are you resisting? And in many cases, it goes back to it's a part of something that this person is holding on to that they self-identified with that they're not willing to depart from. Mm -hmm. and, it's, and they would have to depart from it in order to allow that new good to come into their life. Yeah. That's what it's like having a value conflict. Yeah. You want you want this thing, but you're not willing to trade your life for you you're not willing to let go of that old habit to make it happen. Yeah, you're not willing to let go of that old habit, you're not willing to let go of that old story, you're not willing to let go of that old nothing. <laughs> like you yeah. All, all of that. I mean, remember, and I'm, I'm totally transparent on the on the uh, on the podcast because I believe it, it helps. This was a lot of the work that you and I had to do. Remember, and I mean, we still work. <laughs> we still got work to do, right? Because that a big part of me kind of breaking through was being honest about whatever story I was committing to. Right, whatever train of thought I was committing to, whatever programming that was going on that I, I, I just, I had accepted as normal, or I had accepted as this is just, this is, this is who I am. Um, and I have to figure out, figure it out within, you know, while holding on to my old story. Uh, remember the conversations yeah. we had about my yeah. old story? You remember yeah. how committed I was to being the single teenage mother of twins who, you know, was fortunate to, to, to build a business and I couldn't get past that. And, and the <laughs> thing of it is, here's the, here's the sad part of it. Many people are doing that. And because they are not willing to depart from it, it's the little girl running the business. Yeah. The That's exactly what was happening. You is making your decisions. The chop because you're not willing to depart from the role, you're not willing to break the rule. It's the little child in you that's still running your business. It's the little child in you that's making your decisions. It's the little child in you that's keeping you from keeping that good out of your life. That's right. And because look, look, for me, it was the little child that wanted to hear good job. Remember, that was my, I, oh, I was, yeah. I was, I needed to hear good job. And, and so it was the Serena who was used to, um, you know, almost like putting on a good show. <laughs> like, I just, I exactly. just want to hear a good job. And whether you pay me or not, it's okay. Because I just need to hear a good job because for whatever, it's not paying, not a bill, not a nothing, ain't doing nothing. <laughs> can't help my family but it's making me feel like I have value by hearing this good job now that obviously was traced back to my own childhood stuff right I needed this good job you had to address but your BS you had to address, I had your to address it 
Yeah, and as I as I the breakthrough happened when I was when I was willing to make the shift and say, okay, I am not working to please men. I am not working to please man. I am not working for a good job. I am working for a well done. And there's only one well done that I need to hear. But I had to get there. Notice how that desire to get that well done was always a part of your relationship with your ultimate father. Exactly. But because you were still stuck to your story. Mm-hmm. It was about getting that approval and well done from the mother, the father, mm-hmm. your natural mother, your father, the mm-hmm. uh, developmental mentors that you came across. It was yeah. something you were seeking, something that a part of you sought with God, but it was being pushed on other people and that's yeah. what was it was being misdirected mischanneled and therefore it kept you from reaching your level but once you made the separation everything changed i made the separation literally everything changed literally everything changed <laughs> i was blind and now i see it happened like that like it was just and, 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 and that has happened over time. And this is, again, why having a mentor, having a coach, having somebody, um, because Co- Coach AM, Coach Andre, I call him multiple things, um, Coach has been phenomenal um, to, to me. And, and he's not for everybody. So I, I don't even care. You, you're lucky. I'm sharing it. No, I'm only playing. I am sharing him with you, <laughs> with you guys on the podcast. But no, these kinds of conversations and having someone that can call out what, what God has shown them in you, you know what I mean? Call that thing out and, and really challenge you. Like it's been a challenge um, working with coach, not a challenge in a bad way. It's been a challenge, like a stretching, like I, it was, it's been exactly what I've, what I needed in order to, um, ultimately do be and, 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 and create everything that God has created me to be, um, and do and whatever, like I, there's no way I would have been able to do this kind of work on my own because I didn't know what I didn't know. I couldn't see what I couldn't see. Yeah. And and that's why having a coach is so and having a mentor is so important. Your perspective is is totally different. You know what I mean? I was in it and frustrated and crying. I can't even tell y'all the amount of times I call coach crying or I would be crying. I would be in one of my moments and coach would ring my phone and I'd look at my phone and I'll say, babe, it's coach. I, I'm not answering. He's like, you sure about that? I think you should answer. <laughs> and he would call me right at the time and say, hey, champ. And I'm, hello. You know, because I'm holding on. I'm, I'm holding on. I need to be strong, Serena, on the outside. I am very accomplished. I have done a lot. I have, you know what I mean? I'm holding on to that. But I am hurt inside. And I, and I can't figure out what the problem is. 
but it was showing up in my business, AKA $0.00, right? It was, it was showing up. I was in my way big time. And many of you are in your way. And so the challenge after this podcast, because we do have to wrap it up, right? It's going to be for you to, um, it, it is for you to really think about the story right? That programming, that what, what is that belief system that you're committed to? What is that story you keep telling yourself? Um, that is, that is going to be, that is going to be your challenge. Uh, and and you have to, you know, do some of the things we talked about. Of course, we have the water Walker, um, the VIP group, our monthly group, and you're provided with, you know, coaching, mentoring, a community of like-minded people to rally around you and accountability. So how much more would you be able to accomplish if you had a coach that, that, that works with you, that's that, that prays for you and your success, a community that rallies around you and you're paired with an accountability partner on a monthly basis to make sure that you do the thing. How much more could you accomplish? That's what we provide in the, in the monthly group. So if you're interested in, in any of that, so we can dive deeper into this kind of work. Um, and, and Coach Andre, he, does, he, he makes cameo appearances. So, you know, he's, we're, we're connected. And I like to make sure I put the best folks in front of my folks. And so if you're interested in any of that, that's iwalkonwater.net. You can find out more about that. Um, Coach, any final words? I am going to link your, your, um, well, your can, social media handles. Oh, stuff. thank you. I, I was just going to say, I think would be something really awful, really, really amazing that we could offer to your people is what do you think if we could go in there and just for one session um, and just address value conflicts? Huh. I would, I, I would sew an hour into your people. I heard that. But now you got to be in the group, though. Like, if you're not in the group, if you're not yeah. a member of the group, you you know, it's, it, it will also limit. So you have to be a part of the group. That's it. So get in. That means the details are going to be in the show notes in terms of the date that we'll have Coach AM in there. Um, but iwalkonwater.net, that's where you go to join. We meet on the first Tuesday of every single month. At 8 p.m., um, we meet on the last Wednesday of the month to pair you with your accountability partner. And that is an, a one-hour lunch and learn. And I mean, it's, it's an experience. I don't have a group like anybody else's group because I don't look at anybody else's group. I create the kind of community that I would want to be a part of. <laughs> so it's, yeah. it's high impact, high value, high end, because we go into higher levels. Exactly. Um, and, and so if you want to join, thank you so much, coach, for offering that. That's so generous of you. Um, you, you guys want to, you want to get into that group. We want to see you show up for those people that are waiting for you. And we got to, you got to detach from that old story, from that old thing. Um, you got to let go of what was so that you can fully embrace what's to come. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for your time. I, I really thoroughly enjoyed it today. Yeah, thank you so much, Coach. I know it would be awesome. So I appreciate you, sir. And you have an awesome, awesome day. And to all of our listeners, thank you again for tuning in. You see there, I told you you were in for a treat. 
Was that incredible or what? I am sure that there was something said today that has you really, really thinking. And here's the deal. You can head right over to my website and I have so many good things for you, like specifically for you. Uh, We have a community of like-minded, faith-focused individuals that are ready to wrap their arms around you and welcome you. And I mean, we have freebies and goodies and all kinds of things. So head on over to serenathomas.com and that's where you can continue this conversation with us and really engage further, okay? And then also, if you are listening to this podcast today and you are like, girl, this is exactly what I needed. I need to know that. Okay, so send me a message. Certainly head over to iTunes and leave us a review. Make sure that you are subscribed or following this channel so that you're the first to know when new episodes are loaded. I'm so glad you took the time to join us. And listen, don't be stingy. I know you have a family, friend, or follower that needs this today. So take a screenshot, post it, girl, or just share it. But I enjoyed every moment of it, and I can't wait to connect with you again next week on the BMW Life Podcast. Talk to you soon.